Hey there, I'm your host, Misty, and I'm a woman's life coach. In my former life, I was overstressed, overwhelmed, and always overdoing it, which I believe led to my diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. Now I get to live a life that I've designed and I have the power to create what I want. Doesn't that sound cool? I found my way back to health by showing up for myself and releasing old patterns, including being the ultimate people pleaser and perfectionist. I created this podcast from my passion to empower, uplift, and transform the lives of women who are struggling with chronic stress and illness by providing tips, tools, and insights into the power of rest, how our thoughts and old patterns not only hold us back, but create dis-ease in the body. My goal is to support and educate at the same time as build a community of like-minded women so we remember we are not alone. Now's the time to begin the exploration into what is holding you back and start to design the life of your dreams. My only question is, are you ready? Let's get going. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Empower, Uplift, and Transform. I am your host, Misty Lucas, and I am so excited for this episode. We have a most specialist guest ever, Mahara Wayman, the Chief Gratitude Officer and Founder of Mindfulness with Mahara. She is an author, a motivational speaker, and empowerment coach, passionate about helping women find clarity on their purpose and yearnings so they can realign their actions with their goals, dreams, and values. Mahara helps women step into joy and peace so they flourish in their new season through focused conversations, robust self-reflection, and hosts an online group coaching program. She is proof that it's possible to find happiness after a significant transition. When Mahara left her corporate career, she knew firsthand how confusing it was when the role she had identified with for years was no longer there. She began to question who she was if she was not that working person. After years in her chosen profession, supporting others and transforming their lives, she was suddenly in her own new season. She realized that when she was missing something and decided to jumpstart her new life outside of the old identity she had connected with for so long. Mahara was determined to create a dream life, one that spoke to her and filled her cup. She took control of her life and rewrote her story from the inside out. Today, she uses years of experience, knowledge, and powerful techniques to help women find happiness in their retirement and move from the story they've been stuck in to live the story they love. And she is here today to share her wisdom and her passion with us. Welcome, Mahara. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for the invitation. And I got to say, as you were reading my bio, I went, huh? Who's that? That's me. Oh, she sounds kind of cool. It out, right? It's so different when you hear someone else reading it out. Yeah. And it's so amazing. And it's so interesting because what it made me think of was the three stages that women are identified with mm. in life. But yeah, the maiden, mother, and crone or something is like that. And so I just... Really, it's beautiful um, what you do. So I would just love for you to just share with us a little bit about your career path and what that looked like. Well, um, I have always been the go-to person in whatever whatever work I was doing. I was the entertainer. I've been an entertainer and I've been a great listener. And my last, you know, my last stint, which was over 10 years in the health and wellness industry, I really supported clients in understanding themselves better and, 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 and living a healthier lifestyle. When, you know, when I decided to start my own business, I thought, what can I do that is going to bring me that same fulfillment, but even more so. So 
I decided, well, I know for sure I want to work with women because I absolutely love women. I know for sure I want to allow them to see how beautiful they really are because I know, you know, many of us go through lives where we're like, I just don't feel that great. So I decided to put together a course, do whatever I could to connect with these women so that they found their voice because life is short. And I had some amazing role models. My grandmother, for example, always had her voice. She was a beautiful role model for me. And life was different, you know, back then for her. She, she didn't have to work. But I know the struggle for the working woman today is it's easy to lose our voice because we're so busy trying to do make ends meet and get the kids to school and do this and get the great job and, you know, all the pressures that we have. So I've been pretty determined to find a way to, to help my clients how great they are beautiful thank you so your business is mindfulness with Mahara so I would love for you to share with our listeners how do you define mindfulness and why do you feel it's so important great question so I define mindfulness as an an acceptance that number one it's okay to be still and in stillness, we have the opportunity to use all of our senses. And there is nothing more important than what's happening right now, right here. The monkey brain, we get so caught up in thinking about, you know, rec recriminations about the past, worried about the future, when there's so much beauty around us right now. So to me, mindfulness is just taking a, a deep breath and slowing down and really using our senses to appreciate what we have. You know, is that a bird? Do I hear a bird singing? Oh my God, there's a bird singing. I love that. Oh, what, is, what, what am I tasting? You know, I've struggled with my weight most of my adult life. And part of that's because I would wolf my food down so quickly for all these other reasons that we're not going to go into. But what I've discovered with when I mindfully eat is I really enjoy the experience, mm -hmm. right? And I really, I've, I've learned to, um, pick and choose the foods that that give me that that taste good first of all so what I'm teaching what I teach my clients is so many opportunities to be mindful and it's not about sitting cross-legged you know by the beach you know holding a pose and and breathing in until you pass out to me daily mindfulness is as you're laughing daily mindfulness is as simple as okay what am I feeling right now what am I feeling? And it could be, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I hearing? What am I seeing? And being grateful for that. So to me, it's a kind of a twofold, right? Slowing down and having gratitude for that experience in that moment with whatever senses you choose to hone in on. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's really for me too. Like as you, as you were talking, I feel like what kept coming up for me was that idea of the, the body-mind connection. It's like when we slow down, we start to notice what's going on inside of our bodies, right? Like when we're always on that high alert or pushing ourselves, we miss, we, we miss, like we, we, we're no longer attuned to what's going on inside of us because we're more focused on what's outside of us. So it's beautiful. And, and the thing that my clients and myself, every time we, we practice mindfulness, we take one step closer to our true selves, whether we realize it or not. 
And I think that's so, so vital, especially in today's, in today's world and lifestyle. You know, I, I believe that every woman has a beautiful butterfly inside of them, just waiting to be seen and acknowledged. And every time we, we accept and, and do some a mindfulness practice, we step closer to that butterfly and we can step closer to our truth. Um, and it feels good, right? It just feels good because, you know, the minute that you can sort of sink into your body, regardless of how you feel about your body in that moment, we are amazing beings. I mean, it is amazing what our bodies do and what we have done as spiritual beings and human bodies, right? It's amazing. So um, to me, it's a win-win, especially if you understand that it's okay to start small. Yeah, exactly. I find, I just, I wonder if you've ever had clients that when you talk stuck, if they're new to mindfulness, that fear that comes up of like, I can't quiet my mind. That doesn't work for me. I can't do that, right? It's this resistance is immediately sort of up and running. Absolutely. And, you know, to your point, it's like, of course you can. Of course you can, right? If you can do this, then you can do the opposite. You just have to give yourself permission. And that actually, this whole idea of being mindful really plays into the underlying or the basic structure of what I of what I teach my clients or work with my clients on, which is that you matter. Mm-hmm. Right? You matter. And it may not come easily to sit quietly or to spend time, you know, looking at the four corners of your room and really, you know, identifying what colors you see. Like that may not be your thing, but one little step forward is a step forward right? And many steps forward will, you know, it'll get you there in the long run. So the whole idea for me, and the whole reason I chose it as my business name was so that it was a constant reminder that we owe it to ourselves to be as mindful as possible in every moment. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it means. That's, I think, true path to happiness is, is being mindful of how you're feeling. If you don't know how you're feeling, then you can't deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're pretending then whatever actions you take are a pretense. It's a pretend on a pretend, and you're just getting further away from from what you want to accomplish or further away away from who you really are. So, mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to look at it. Thank you. So in your business, I heard you say you love women, and so you work with women. Um, what type of women? So what type of women would would reach out reach out to you and that are your clients? That is a great question. At first, when I started my business, I wanted to help everybody. So I said, ladies, who wants to chat with me? And um, it, it didn't actually work. So I work with women today. Um, typically, they are um, they're a little bit older. In their, they've been in their career quite a while. They may be close to retiring. I have a lot of clients that actually are retired. And I have a client, I have two clients actually that are in transition. They are, they're not working. And they're trying to decide if they want to go back into the workforce or retire now, which is a little bit earlier than originally planned. But what is the common denominator with these women is that they are struggling to identify with who they really are because they had had such a tight identity with their work. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, one, one client in particular, I said, you know, so what makes you happy? And she's like, I don't know chocolate 
And she wasn't trying to be funny. That's the only thing that she could think of. She'd spent so many, so much of her life was spent making other people happy. She actually didn't know what made her happy. So a lot of the work I do is helping women to just get in touch with themselves. So gain, having real clarity on who they are, what make, and who they, who they aren't, what makes them happy, what makes them excited. And, and the type of work, whether they get paid for it or not, but the type of work that they'd like to do moving on, moving forward. You know, I'll say to them, what do you want to add to the world? Like, what is it you want to bring to the world? Because we all do, whether we realize it or not. Everything we do creates an energy that affects, that has a ripple effect out in the world. So my clients often have a lot of fun going, oh, really? I get to decide? I'm like, yeah, you do, right? You really do. Um, especially for the woman that's retired because they've had an idea of retirement. I've worked hard on my life. Now I'm going to play. But they're like, I don't even know how to play because I've worked so hard. So to answer your question, my ideal client, she's a little bit older. Well, I'm a little bit older. So she's around my age. She's in her mid-50s or, or maybe a couple years older. And really looking at this stage of their life, whether they're working or not, to be their best stage ever right they realize they've put in the work and now they need to put they want to put the work in on themselves and that's the other thing that's quite different um these clients my ideal client has made the decision the courageous decision to put themselves first mm -hmm. right and to invest in themselves they've spent years investing in their career they've invested in the stocks their houses you know their looks but you know whatever but now they're actually investing in their um in themselves in a different way and they love it. Beautiful. So what exactly, um, how would you describe to someone who's maybe listening and not ever explored it or tapped into it? What would, how would you explain coaching or your style of coaching with somebody who's in transition? Like for a woman who's in transition, learning to love herself and invest in herself. That's a great question. I think the, the first thing that I make very clear to my clients is coaching is different from therapy. And there is a there's a there's a time and a place for therapy and um, you know medicine for example. Uh, so a coach works with a, a healthy individual to to allow to support them in making even better choices. Some of my clients come to me and truly I say you know what I, I don't think I'm what you need. I think you need you've got you know the challenges that you want to deal with need a different type of support. So I think it's important to understand that a coach is not a therapist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. What I am is somebody that has been trained to ask amazing questions that allow you to see your greatness and to look at your challenges as a beautiful opportunity for growth. So I am still, you know, coaches are still trained for the most, you know, I'd like to say we're, we're trained. What my, what my clients say about me is, my God, you're a good listener. And it's not that I can sit quietly and, and let people talk you know, forever. It's that I hear what's not being said. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I can identify what's not being said, I can ask, bring that to their attention. And they're like, oh, I, oh, wow. Like I never thought of it that way. So working with me, especially in my group, in my group program, it's like hanging with your best friends but having one of them really get you to think differently and to look at your life life differently and to be very motivational and support you 
on creating, you know, that next step, because coaching is all about moving you from this place to that place. You know, I'm going to help you move from a place of fear, lack and, and, and misunderstanding to one of purpose and joy and, you know, direction, for example. So we're not just here to, to, to have a great conversation. We're here to help you see what's possible. And, you know, I use, use the tools that I give you to help you get there, whatever that looks like. Beautiful. So why did you choose coaching? Well, because I realized I'd been coaching all my life. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. But I love to connect. And I love to have conversations. And when I realized a few years ago, the effect that I had on my clients, this was in my corporate world, but the effect that I had on my clients by simply looking them in the eye and telling them that I care and they matter. And then I'd ask them a couple more questions. Um, it was humbling. Like they were like, where did you come from? Oh my God. But I realized that um, sometimes it doesn't take that much to make a difference in someone's life, whether it's just a smile at them across the street or to smile at them through the computer and, and say, you know what, you matter. Talk to me. Tell me your story. Tell me more about that. And how does that make you feel? Okay, so if that's how you're feeling, how, is this, how do those feelings show themselves in, in your work? Okay, is, and does that, is that good? does that work for you? It doesn't? Okay, let's take it one. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper. So I create a really safe space for my clients to understand themselves. Let's be honest. Most of us have gone our entire lives without somebody saying, hey, Mahara, are you really okay with that? Hey, Mahara, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think it's a shame. It's, it's just a crime that we have grown up in a society that purports the best action is to just put on a brave front and just do whatever needs to be done. Um, I don't agree with that, right? I think we need to say, hey, I can see that you're hurting. How can I help? So I think I got off topic there for a bit, but I'm kind of passionate about it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. But I agree. I totally agree that we live in a society where it's like put put on your big girl pants and keep going, right? And, and push through and it's only going to get better or you'll, you know, when you retire, it'll be different. And all of those things get tossed at us as women, because as you know, I work with women, but it's like, it's, we feel like we don't have a space to be able to express what's going on inside of us. So we ignore it for so long that it then creates a whole host of other, you know, disconnection or disease or however it manifests, but it creates this and it's these societal beliefs that are just sort of imparted upon us from a young age. So your the work that you're doing is beautiful and amazing. And it's never, and this is just my perspective, but you're never too old to do the work, right? It can change your life like that in a heartbeat. And so it's, it's important work that you do. Absolutely. It's important work that we do. Yes. That is. Yes, that yes. We do. So can you talk a little bit about your program? Do you do one-on-one? Like, what does that look like if somebody is interested? Because I heard you say a couple times about group coaching. And so what does that look like? Absolutely. So I have, I have multiple ways that, that clients can work with me. My main program is a group program. It's called Redesign, Realign, and Recreate. And it is, I have two, two, time, two time frames that we meet. We meet as a group and we um, have open discussion about the topic that we're working on. 
um, I have a six, it's a six month program. So each month we have a different topic and it includes, there's a downloadable workbook and there's journal prompts and guided meditations. And the workbook is really to get them loosened up for the conversation. So it's lots of questions. I have tools in almost every, in almost every month, there's, there's a tool that I've created to help them with that particular idea. But the group conversation is where the magic happens. So that's my group container. When I tested this, what came out of it was, first of all, it, it was very well received, but some of the people said, I'd like to have one-on-one -on -one with you as well. Is that possible? So I have created a group plus one-on-one, -on -one, which is all the same, but you have the opportunity to meet with me once a week to do a deeper dive on whatever resonated with you, good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> Right, so that we've got the one-on-one. -on -one. So really, my group plus one-on-one -on -one is my premium flagship offer. Um, and they still get the group opportunity, but they also have one-on-one -on -one with me every week. Both of them are six months long. And the whole idea of the program is to help women move from the story they're stuck in to the one they really would love to live. Whether they're stuck in the story of, I used to be a CEO, but now I'm retired, and now what? Or... Um, I don't know where to go next. I don't even know who I am. Or I'm pretty happy until I'm not. <laughs> right? And I still have to function. But when I'm not happy, I'm like, I, I'm just going around in circles. So the whole, the, the, the idea of the group, it's very supportive, is to help you learn more about yourself so that you can grow into that place and grow into that person that, that you've always wanted to be and that, that life that you've always wanted to live. Beautiful. Amazing. What would be your best piece of advice that you have received, that you've received yourself about tapping into your inner wisdom? Well, interestingly, this was advice that one of my bosses gave me about working with her. But at this, I, I used it at the same time for myself, which was, if I tell you to do something and you don't understand me, for God's sakes, would you just put your hand up and say, I don't understand what you're saying? And I laugh about it now, but what I got from that is when I'm doing something that I don't really understand why, I ask myself, I get like, why, why am I feeling this way? Why did I do that? Can you explain it to me like I'm an idiot? And that process has allowed me to understand myself so much better. So what began as a, I need to learn how to communicate with my boss. If she asks me to do something and I don't get it, I need to, I, I have permission to go to her. What I took from that was I have permission to go to myself, right? If I'm, if, if my husband says this to me and I all of a sudden see red, I give myself permission to go deeper and ask myself, why did that comment trigger me? Mm -hmm. So that would be my, that's the best advice I ever got was make sure you understand whether it's for yourself or for somebody else, but make sure you understand. Cause if you don't understand, uh, you don't, you can't help but, you know, step poorly, right? If you don't understand, how can your next step be in service of yourself if you're not understanding what's going on? Yeah. So give yourself permission to understand yourself. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It's that idea of if we don't take that time and give ourselves permission to understand what you, the example you used, what triggered us, we're going to stay in that pattern over and over again. Yeah. So it's not even that the comment has to be the same, right? If we don't dig deeper, then it, it's going to come back 
right? It'll come back and it might come back at an inopportune time or it might come back differently. So beautiful. It always comes back, right? (laughs) It always comes back. Like the universe has got a great sense of humor. And when we can just take a, take a, a step back and sort of take a breath and take a step back and go, okay, first of all, I matter. Let's just get that out of the way. So whatever I need to do to figure it out is worth it. Secondly, what the heck is going on? Right. And if it's something really, if it's something major, if, if you've, you know, if they've, if a client has had trauma, then, you know, there's appropriate help for that. Mm-hmm. Ignoring, and, you know, ignoring whatever our challenges are does not make them go away. We all know that. I think for my, for, for my clients, what I encourage them to do is to look at their triggers with love, mm. right? Look at your, even when, you know, if I have a burst of anger, you know, I just forgive myself. Like, it's okay. That came up for a reason, right? These, these triggers come up to highlight something that we need to work on. So we don't need to be angry. We don't need to be think badly of that that young girl that did that. We can just look at her with love and go, you know, you did the best that you could in the moment. And the truth is, today, I'm this person. I'm not that little girl anymore. I'm not that teenager that, you know, lost her, lost her mind at her father one day and, you know, got in trouble for it. I, I learned from that. I'm not that person. I'm this person. So, um, yes, it's, it's a great avenue for forgiveness when we can look at our behavior um, from a place of love and acceptance rather than um, fear and, and annoyance. Yeah. Thank you. So what is one thing that you would love to share with our listeners just to support them in their day-to-day lives? First of all, you are not alone. <laughs> you need to know that you're not alone. Um, honestly, I think the, the best thing that I could, that I'd like that I can share with you is, Know that you're here for a reason and you are beautiful. Even if you have ugly thoughts because you're stressed or upset, you're still a beautiful human being. And if you can do something nice for yourself, it can have such a profound effect. And, you know, for me, doing something nice can be as simple as reading a racy book right? I just want to escape for an hour with a beautiful guy and a beautiful girl or, you know, a beautiful romantic story. Like, that's okay, right? That, that's okay. Um, and I'll tell you a really funny story about that. A few years ago, I was, I, I listened to audiobooks a lot on my phone. And um, I had an audiobook that I was listening to, and it was some very well-written, very racy love story. And I went to work, I was at work, and I was visiting, you know, with some people, some clients, and my phone, I had my phone up, and the picture of the racy novel came up, and everybody looked, and they went, oh, and it had some crazy racy title, and I just went, flipped my phone over, I was mortified, but the whole room, well, the three people that saw it, all women, they all looked at me, and we all burst out in laughter, and finally, somebody said, is it a good book, wink, wink, and I said, yes, it's really good, so anyway, I mean, it was not the it was not my corporate look, but um, it it made me happy. It was just a little bit of a getaway. So do what makes you happy. Know that you matter, um, and that you're beautiful. Oh, 
Thank you. That's an awesome message. So I, one thing I wanted to ask you, because um, then we'll talk about how people can find you and where the best way to reach out to you is. But I was on your website today, sort of checking things out, and you have this series called Women of Courage. Can you just tell us what that's about? Yes. Well, um, when I first decided to start my business, well, before I decided to, to start the coaching section, I knew I wanted to talk to women. So I decided to um, interview women for my Women of Courage series because I feel that every single solitary one of us is way more courageous than we give ourselves credit for. So I interviewed women, I think there's six in the series, five or six, about their definition of courage and they told their story. And what was so interesting is that each story is so different, right? And it really plays into the the program that I created around that, which is, you know, I have a whole section on let's talk about courage, people, because it's not just, you know, doing something huge. It's not, you know, I can't think of an example right now, but sometimes being courageous is getting out of bed in the morning, right? Sometimes as a mom, it's courageous to just, put one foot in front of the other when your head, you've know, got a headache, you feel sick, but your kids need you to make their lunch. There's all different types of courage that we experience and that we, that we show, but we maybe don't recognize that it is being courageous. So um, I think it's an important conversation to have. And that's why I started the series. So it's, like I said, it's a, a video series with five or six women and it's just interesting to see what's, what they've gone through, right? And then my hope is that every woman can go, yes, yes, you are. Oh, my God, you are. And so am I. I am. I am a courageous warrior. It, it took guts to get where I am today. And I'm proud of that. It's all part of getting to know yourself and honoring who you are. Yeah, I, I watched one of the videos and it was like, oh, wow, it was beautiful. Yeah, thank you for doing that. And so if people wanted to check that out... Uh, how do they get to your website? So my website is a bit of a mouthful, like my business name. It's mindfulnesswithmahara.com. Okay. Truthfully, that's my handle on all social media. So if you just Google anything, mindfulnesswithmahara.com, it's www.mindfulnesswithmahara.com is my website. If you go into Instagram, just type in mindfulness, one L, two S's, with Mahara is my handle on Instagram. And that's that's the best way to reach me or that's the best way to connect with me if you like what i'm saying or you're interested in in what i do um all of my creative work is there as well my articles because i write for a, a, a digital magazine and um i also i'm writing my first book and i will have tidbits of that book on my website coming shortly amazing what can we ask what your book is about or are we just going to wait for the tidbits? To no, you can. There's, there's actually, I've written uh, my first ebook and it's essential insights to living your best life. So what I've done is I've written um, six stories, personal stories, and each story highlights a lesson that I've had in my, my journey of discovery. And so I'm inviting the reader to, um, to look at their life and reflect on the lesson that I talk about and then see if they can, if that lesson resonates with them in some manner. And so I include a little bit of a workbook with it after each story. Um, because I think they highlight what I consider to be 
as I mentioned, the insights to living your best life. So um, I focus a lot on clarity and um, self-talk, inner demons, self-sabotage, you know, things like that. And my last story is actually about how to dream. So the five stories are have really happened. The fifth one is actually, it hasn't happened yet because it's my dream, but it talks about um, the importance of dreaming. And I think many of us have forgotten how to do that. So it is my first ebook. Um, it will be hopefully launched within a month. It's all written. I just have to pull it all together. Uh, so that's done. And then the other one that I'm very excited about is a children's story called The Adventures of Miranda and Mickey. And it is a beautiful story of a little seven-year-old Jamaican Pickney and her best friend, Mickey, who is a sock monkey. And Mickey and Miranda go on adventures. And the adventures, the big adventure is to find magic in, in her garden. So they do find the portal, the magic portal. And every trip into the magic portal is a lesson. And so it's, it's a children's book, but it's actually, an, it could be an adult's book as well. Um, I'm very excited about it because she's, she's a pretty cool kid. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it has been so amazing to connect with you, to have you here, for you to share your wisdom and just really, you know, letting other women know that they're not alone and to really give them that courage and a space for them to be heard by you, to connect with you. And I'm really grateful for your time. But just to wrap it up, just so that we can have a little bit of fun as we tie it up, not that the whole thing hasn't been fun, but if you could just share like a guilty pleasure or like a silly secret that you have not really shared with many people, just so that our listeners can know that, hey, we all have our quirks and it's all okay. I would love, love if you feel comfortable sharing. Well, I should say that this is a guilty pleasure, but wine and chocolate, I just don't have any more guilt over it. So really the highlight, the best way to end my day is with a, a little bit of chocolate or ice cream. I actually have known to hurt people to get to their ice cream. <laughs> Um, and, and a good glass of wine. So it's a pleasure, but it's, I don't, I, I, it's not, I'm not guilty. I don't feel guilty about it anymore. Um, I will say that one thing I, I don't know if I share this with many people is I'm a huge daydreamer. And I, before I met my husband and fell in love with my husband, I daydreamed constantly about the next greatest guy. I mean, I actually was married to George Clooney long before he met whatever her name is, right? I mean, I've been married to all the greats. But so when I'm having a down day, I can instantly recall some of my best daydreams from my childhood, from my being a teenager and a young adult. And George and I are still a great couple. I just got to tell you, right? we've, we've grown old together and I still love him dearly. Um, his wife's okay, but really, I, I am his dream girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Mahara, for being here. It's been so fun and so amazing. And uh, yeah, and I will make sure all of your links, I'll post them all into the show notes so people can easily access them and click right from there. Wonderful. Well, it has been a blast. Misty, I've loved every minute of it. Um, so thank you again for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Okay. Have a wonderful day. You too. 
Do you celebrate all the wins in your life no matter how big or small? I know I sure do. And so in this moment, I'm celebrating you for finishing another podcast episode and soaking up new ways to empower, transform, and uplift your life. Want to grab the show notes and all the links talked about in today's podcast? Well, you're going to find those in the episode's description, along with a link to join my Facebook community supporting resilient women. In this group, I share even more insight, tips, and tools to live your best life. Until we meet again, my friend, and to your dreams.